What's up and welcome to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 124. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Jason. I'm joined by your other co-host as always. He's calling himself today, Tara Dickoff, also known as Travis. Tara Dickoff, what's going on? Hey, do you know uh, Do you know how much the Earth weighs? Oh, uh, this is a trick question. No, I don't. It says 13,170 billion trillion pounds, which brings up two questions. One, how do they weigh it? Yes. Two, I thought everything was weightless in space. Bingo. Which, I'm very confused. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, both are fair points. Mm-hmm. Those are great questions. We, uh, can, is there anyone that we can dig up to answer those for us? Literally? I don't think anyone's smart enough alive right now to figure that out. Oh. Yeah, that was a good question. I don't know. Yeah, we can dig, dig up Einstein. We're going to put you on this problem. <laughs> mm. uh, we're going to give him some Narcan. He'll come back. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. Do they ever refill that Narcan uh, vending machine locally, or they leave that thing sold out? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, whoever is the proprietor of that <laughs> refilled it pretty quickly. I mean, that's great. Over. I mean, great return on investment. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You sell Who's out something within 24 it, hours. You can't Narcan yourself. So, like, that's my question. So that means yeah. you're around people who you know could possibly need it, mm-hmm. but you know most of those people. It's not like they're it, most of those people are enablers. It's not like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I I picture it in my head as the people, the couple from Pulp Fiction. Have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picture the people that buy Narcan needles shots from the dispenser or the, or the husband and wife from the Pulp Fiction uh, in, scene in the uh, restaurant. Oh, yeah, and then later on, Travolta has to give her the, um, you know, the the shot, the adrenaline, the, yeah. the adrenaline in the chest. Yeah, yeah. so those type of people. Yeah, absolutely. So, two things. First of all, I'm happy to report that I think that I can hear you in both of my ear holes this week. That was a, just a fluke, I guess. And secondarily, I'm curious now that we are in Black Friday sale season. Is there anything that you are are curious about potentially picking up on sale, like? headsets or games or anything like that because the pulse 3d headsets on sale for 70 bucks it's 30 dollars off and yeah i haven't decided like i haven't decided if i want to get the pulse 3d or wait for those earbuds um but oh, I'll yeah, get, yeah. i'm gonna get one of them one of them i will i will get yeah i forgot about that as far as games goes i was looking at it just depends really i mean part of me wants to get fifa part of me wants to get 2k part of me wants yeah. to get wrc because it looks fun mm-hmm. part of me wants to get a Zonzo. I don't really know what I want, um, but you know, if Zonzo is on sale, it's, it'll be like $8. So it'll be hard not to pull the trigger on that, but yeah, I'll look, I'll look that up. I didn't see that, but I don't know. I mean, I'll have to see, like, I need to, I'll have to see what, what catches my eye. Those are on my list though. Yeah, sure. So I've, I've already purchased a couple of games. So I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> I bought Doom Eternal mm-hmm. on sale for $10. It's normally 40 <clears throat> and it has a PS5 version. So I took, you know, I've never played a Doom game in my life, but I'll take a punt for $10, you know, mm-hmm. to see. It's it's very highly regarded as one of the as one of the best FPSs of all time. So, you know, try that out. The other thing that I got, Isonzo's not on sale yet, by the way. I might put that in my I'll put that on my wish list. How about that? Um, the other thing that I got was a game called Proteus, which is a basically Doom, but Pixel Doom, but it's made in in a modern way. Uh, it just came out a couple months ago on PS5 and PS4, so that's kind of what sparked my interest. So I'm just on like a little like bullet hell, demon killing FPS 
whatever motif right now, I guess. But I, after I get through some other stuff, I'll I'll have that waiting for me. So. Yeah, like FIFA is like forty bucks right now. That's pretty good. And NBA, I feel like in the thirties, maybe or forty somewhere around there. Yeah, but Police Simulator is forty dollars, and we could be cops. <laughs> we could. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely could. That sounds way more fun. I've got something to say about that later too. By the way, I don't know if I told you or not. Probably not. But it will remind me about to tell my co-op police simulator story later. So, uh, anyway, Travis, we are a weekly podcast where you and I get together each and every week to discuss all of the news, rumors, new game releases, and more in the world of PlayStation. We do it all in under ninety minutes, and we post new episodes on Monday on all of the usual podcast services. We also post on YouTube as well. If you would uh, like to check it out there, we share gameplay videos there as well. Most recently, Police Simulator, which Travis alluded to. Uh, we're also on social media, of course. You can find us on Twitter, at the DualSense Pod. We're also on TikTok now, at the DualSense Podcast. Instagram, Facebook, and our blog is the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com, which is where you can see our bios, our pictures, and get the show and show notes there as well each week, if you choose. So without further ado, Travis, let's jump into a pretty quiet week of news, quite honestly. There are a couple of things that I did not promote to full-blown news stories, one of which because I am sick of talking about, um, and you'll know exactly what it is when we get there. But let's start out with number one. Swedish gaming conglomerate Embracer Group revealed a number of news items in their financial reporting this week. For starters, and this should come as a shock to literally no one, Travis, Dead Island 2 has been delayed from its February 3rd (laughs) release date. It is now scheduled to launch on April the 28th. The other big yet mysterious news is that Embracer has signed a six-year deal with several unannounced industry partners for what what sounds like multiple licensed games. Embracer had this to say about the mystery deal. Quote, One result of such efforts to capitalize on the value we have created in a transformative is a transformative partnership and licensing deal that we have worked on with several industry partners. This deal covers a range of large budget upcoming games over the next six years, end quote. The company also announced that Volition, the developer of Saints Row, has been moved under Gearbox and will now answer to them after a rocky launch for the Saints Row reboot, although it did sell 1 million copies as of mid-October. Embracer had this to say about the move, quote, Gearbox has all the tools, including an experienced management team in the U.S., to create future success at Volition, end quote. And finally, in regard to their seemingly never-ending amount of developer and IP acquisitions, Embracer said we can expect those to finally slow down, and in fact, the company is undergoing an internal review into the feasibility of creating spinoff companies which would become their own publicly listed organizations. Oh, and one more thing. They revealed that they have a staggering 234 PC and console game projects expected out by April of 2026, 25 of which are of the AAA variety. Okay, so embracing doing some or embracer doing some embracer things. What do you uh, what do you make of any of this? Well, it's odd. This is kind of counterintuitive, but the more that Island Two gets delayed, the more I want to play it. For some reason, it just feels like sure. it keeps getting delayed into a window that I will be available to play it. Right. But I fully expect mm-hmm. it to not come out <laughs> in April. Um, at this yeah, point. me too. I mean, the big question I have about Volition is why move them? I mean, like you said, you know, Saints Row had a rocky start, but it still sold a million copies at sixty or seventy bucks. You know, it's seventy mm-hmm. million dollars. So that's a little bit strange to me. I wonder if they moved under their own Volition or if uh, they were made to do that. Good one. Thank you. 
but you know gearbox is you know gearbox is more well known i think mm-hmm. than volition i think maybe it, the management team the experienced management team i think is a big a big part of that quote right yeah volition clearly has the tools to make successful games um that's without without question but the experienced management team i think there's something to that clearly embracer saw something in, in the maybe the management of the people or the management of time or money that they did not like and mm-hmm. you know have making them basically be report to somebody like a parent company maybe it'll be better for them so that's that is interesting as opposed to dissolving them or making them rebrand or whatever like we've seen some other other uh, companies do but that being said the slowdown is that a result of the economy changing is it a result of they feel like they hit their cap and they can't reasonably manage all these companies or all these ips or developers maybe they're at their cap maybe they feel like that but but maybe not because creating spinoff companies seems like that would kind of nullify that argument but mm-hmm. you know almost 250 games in three to four years is silly uh, it's hard to yeah. imagine what those will be you have to imagine those triple a games are going to come from this contract they just signed right you know maybe who knows i mean if it's Large budget upcoming games over the next six years fits perfectly in the range. Several industry partners, so that maybe you know that makes me feel like most of those AAA games are going to come from that that partnership there. Very well, could uh, it's I'm I'm interested interested to see what the partners are and what the licenses are. You know, when you say that you have a you have licensed games, you indicate or you imply something along the lines that is you know, relevant to pop culture, you know, like Marvel, mm-hmm. like a, like DC, whatever. We know it's not those, obviously, but what else could it be? Something on the scale that Embracer could actually go out and get? It's probably something silly like Nickelodeon or, you know, fucking Cartoon Network or something like that would be my guess. I don't know. I guess time will tell. But, you know, the fact that they're considering spinning off these companies doesn't necessarily surprise me because like you said, 234, almost 250 games is very unwieldy. Like there's no way that they can keep up with all that in any type of efficient way because they have all these publishing labels and then they have all the developers underneath them and some labels have a different IP and all this stuff. So I don't know if this was the plan always. It doesn't sound that way, but something had to give at some point and i just feel like that this is a way for them to kind of organize uh which is probably something that they desperately needed to do after having all of this under their umbrella and then in terms of the saints row news you know i feel like if something might be weirdly going on at volition like they changed kind of the style and tone of the franchise just kind of all of a sudden without being really prompted or without you know anybody really really asking for it or having any kind of backlash necessarily other than just the times changing so uh meaning culturally but i don't know the fact that they're going to gearbox who like you said very well known you know the borderlands etc that's what they're responsible for they have so many uh, well known games under their umbrella now so We'll see about that. This might be a last ditch effort to save Volition uh, potentially. But on the other hand, though, it's hard to imagine them closing down or anything like that because, like you said, a million copies is still a lot of copies. You know, what are really the expectations for games out of Embracer? Like, you know, a few million copies, I feel like is pretty good. Like a Saints Row game, 
now isn't necessarily going to sell like 10 million copies. I don't feel like because we have, you know, because GTA is so big, for instance. So I don't know. I'm kind of rambling at this point. But the last thing, Dead Island 2 being delayed, no surprise there. It's definitely not the last game to be delayed out of February because it's stacked. And I'm literally not shocked in the least that Dead Island is the first one. And I think whenever they announced the game was coming February 3rd or whatever, I think almost everybody was like, okay, like we'll believe it when we see it type of thing. So that's no shock. Do you think they uh, delayed it to add VR2 to it? That'd be sick. I don't know how they could do that, but that would be some shit. I was just dreaming about something that would be a lot of fun. That would be a brilliant game in VR. Yes, that would be that would be sick. But we'll see. Number two, industry sales analysts, the NPD group, released their October data this week. Consumer spending was nearly the same as last October at $4.3 billion. The PlayStation 5 was the best-selling hardware of the month in both the unit and dollar sales and experienced double-digit percentage growth in dollar sales. Eight of the top 20 best-selling games were new releases this month, including Gotham Knights, which debuted at number two in the month, and the 14th best-selling game of all of 2022 already. The top 10 best-selling games on PlayStation were number one, Modern Warfare 2, which was also number one on the overall list, which is no shock. After that was Gotham Knights, as I said, which was also number two on the overall list. Third was FIFA 23, followed by Madden NFL 23, NHL 23, NBA 2K23, Star Ocean, The Divine Force, Travis's favorite game, <laughs> PGA Tour 2K23, The Last of Us Part 1, and Elden Ring at number 10. Does anything stand out to you? I mean, every October is going to be Modern Warfare and then the numbered sports games, right? So none of that <laughs> right. is a shock at all. Uh, Gotham Knights right. at 2 surprised me. I Absolutely. I had... The, the same question I had was the same question a lot of people had online, which was, there's no Batman. You know, what is this thing going to pull? And it seems to not mm-hmm. matter. So it's that's that's pretty awesome. I like that for them. I don't know how much staying power it has, but it definitely had some uh, first swing impact. So that's good for them. That's really fun. The Last of Us Part 1 is interesting. I would, I'm a little, why is it Part 2 there? Like, I'm, I'm a little bit lost there. But, um. I missed something. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's the that's the remake that came out in oh, September. Yeah. So See, I just new. spaced that out because I didn't play any of it. So there you go. Um, yeah, yeah sure. But no, other than, that, casual. Other, other than that, it is stock, stock and normal. Yeah, it's very vanilla is how I would characterize it. Other than, like you said, Gotham Knights being at number two, which really surprises me considering, you know, all of the. Uh, backlash, yeah. or I guess you could say, yeah, like leading up to it, we found out that it only had 30 frames per second and that uh, the world was kind of, or not the world, but the, yeah, the world was kind of weird. People say it's not like very detailed. And then there's the the fact that it didn't review well. So that's pretty impressive for it to be at number two, honestly. The other thing about that is that it's on a deep sell already. It's already 40% off. I've been very tempted by that, but I have refrained and I will refrain. I won't buy it. Which is a weird that it's that, that it's a deep sell this early. It makes me like, what analytics are they seeing to mm-hmm. confirm that? It's a very strange yeah. move. Yeah, less than a month already on uh, almost, I mean, almost half off. So usually not a sign of a game that's selling very well. Uh, just to give you an idea, I don't think Elden Ring has ever been on sale and it came out in February. Yeah, so. it makes me wonder if they have a lot of purchases, but the playtime is low. There's like no, there's no retention. Mm. Mm. I would say so. I would say so. Also, as far as the PS5, very good signs 
uh, that stock is improving drastically. Uh, and I think we're seeing that as a matter of fact, I mean, you can get online in pretty much any day at this point and find them on sale somewhere, uh, the console. So that's a very good sign. And it's no surprise now, considering that, that Sony did not adjust their forecast of 18 million PS5 sold in the fiscal year. So it seems like they're well on their way as long as they can keep it up. And uh, yeah, other than that, pretty basic. So we'll see if anything fluctuates next month. But kind of like Travis said, I feel like it'll be pretty much the same for the month of November. Number three, PlayStation VR 2 pre-orders opened up this week in select regions on an invite-only basis. The headset is available to pre-order in the U.S., the U.K., Germany, France, Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg. That uh, Benelux region over there. A number of games went live for pre-order as well, including Horizon Call of the Mountain, which cost $60. Our list of launch day games is now at 10, and it includes Cities VR, Cosmonius High, Demio, Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, Horizon Call of the Mountain, No Man's Sky, uh, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, Swordsman VR, The Light Brigade, and Tentacular. So by Sony's count, we should have at least 10 more games coming in time for launch that are currently unannounced. Uh, any thoughts on PSVR 2 and any of the, the games that we have now? Did you pre-order one? Are you excited about uh, it? I have not pre-ordered one. I'm going to see <laughs> what happens with it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to jump in immediately like I did with the other one. I mean, it's the same cost as a console, so it's a little hard for me to just jump in. But I mean, mm. to be fair, it's basically a console, like, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but you know, like we talked about before, Cities VR will be something I'll definitely get. Swordsman looks interesting, uh, but I think Star Wars will be a lot of fun in VR. I don't have a good reason. I just the idea of playing Star Wars in VR makes me happy, and I kind of want to mm-hmm. do that. Well, I don't remember what is the Light Brigade. I forgot what that was. That's like a first-person shooter, like roguelite game. Like you, like go on run, like you try to survive and then die and go on another run, do it all over type oh, of thing. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, cool. So I want to see what the other 10 games are. I mean, maybe there's something in these other 10 that makes me you know, need to have it. I mean, I know that I'll be able to play Gran Turismo on it. I know that'll be cool. Uh, but I want to have a game or two that I can really go to. I know, I know Cities VR can suck me in. So, I mean, that's definitely there. But I need, I need a couple more. I need a couple more. What about when they put Hitman 3 on there? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that'll probably happen. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you could definitely choke yeah. people out with the... With the, with the oh, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten yeah. about that, honestly. Hey, but Hitman's definitely maybe, coming to it. Well, maybe that will get rid of serial killers. Like, you can virtually murder people, and maybe that'll get, you know. Yeah. Came, or spawn more. It, maybe it'll go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I, either way, really. Like I told you earlier, I pre ordered, uh, went ahead and pre ordered a headset this week, and uh, went ahead and got the Call of the Mountain edition because it was, it would save me $10 on the game itself. Uh, so I went ahead because you get it basically for 50. So I went ahead and did that. I also got the controller charging station as well. So dropped uh, quite a bit of cash on uh, on this thing. So I hope it's good. And if it's not or if it makes me puke, then I'll have one for sale if anyone's interested. I've literally never played <laughs> VR, so <laughs> we'll see about it. I I think that it's not a great sign that as far as I know, you can still sign up for invites and pre-order pretty, I mean, pretty easily. So the fact that it's not scarce at this point makes me think that there's not a whole lot of interest in it. Uh, But I could be wrong, but that's not necessarily a great sign. 
I think there's a lot of people out there who feel like you, who are like, okay, yeah, it looks cool, but damn, it's $550. Like, what are you going to do to really convince me? Are you going to put a Call of Duty game on this thing? Like something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think people are skeptical, but interested. But I also think there's a lot of people too, like me, who are like, yeah, this looks dope. I'm going to go for it. So um, probably 50-50 for a lot of people. But as far as the games, one comment that I've been making is that they've got to get a shooter. They've got to get a first person mm-hmm. shooter, like military shooter on this thing at launch, whether that's Firewall Ultra, you know, whether that's the Crossfire game that has been announced, whether it's Half-Life Alex, uh, something like that. They've they've got to have a big heavy hitting shooter on there at launch. And that seems like a no brainer. So surely something is going to be there. Uh, that seems like a major no brainer, but I'm excited about several of the titles. Cities VR, like you said, and it looks awesome. I watched another VR gameplay trailer for that. Very excited about that. I was excited about Demio, and I, I looked into it a little bit more, and I found out that it's designed mainly for co-op. I think you can still play it single player, but it's designed for like to, to play against other people, like or play with other people. So I think you can maybe do play with randoms online. The other actual major turnoff was that apparently games last between one to three hours uh, each time. And I'm not going to sit down and play anything for three hours. I I very rarely have that much time to play one thing for that long straight. So I don't, I'm, I'll keep my eye on that, but I don't think I'm going to do that one. So uh, no man's sky actually, I think is a big one. I think that, and it's free um, if you own the game. So uh, I think, yeah, I think it's a, just a mode within the game. So I'm excited about checking that out for sure. That'll be dope. Uh, Horizon, obviously. And uh, yeah, those are the kind of the three main ones I'm excited about right now. Need a shooter. That's it. What is what about what about the uh, the game we used to play the the portal game the free to play portal game? Uh, it's, it's oh, uh, Splitgate. Yeah, they had the hundred million dollar investment. Let's put it on VR, baby. Yeah, that'd be dope. That would be dope. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah, that would be dope. Maybe they're going to do that for the second one because remember they quit working on that one and they're making right, a right. second one for second one for whatever reason. So great, let's do it. Hitman, though, I totally forgot about that. That'll be that'll be sick. I'm really oh, looking forward to I'm that. I'm sure Sniper Elite, Sniper Elite that has a VR game. I'm sure there'll be some sort of crossover there. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's exciting. We'll see. Number four, we also have a bunch of news nuggets as well. Travis, feel free to jump in here with me. First nugget. Corey Barlog, the creative director at Sony Santa Monica Studio, the team behind God of War, of course, told the LA Times that the studio is currently, quote, spread out on a lot of different things, end quote. Of course, there's been rumors that they are making a sci-fi game of some sort, and that we really don't know what they're working on now that they're done with God of War, so we'll have to see. But we do know from last week that the studio is up to 400 employees, so... And you would think that that's probably two different games at least. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, I I can't hear LA Times without picturing LA Noir like <laughs> at all. Though, like when they report about like a murder, I just picture the guy being like doubt. Like it's every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think of Bill Plasky, the guy from Around the Horn on ESPN. Oh, nice. I think he was the LA Times guy anyway. Next Nugget website, Video Games Chronicle, reported that Xbox boss Phil Spencer told The Verge that he is open to making a longer-term commitment to Sony regarding Call of Duty on its platforms. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the things that I had 
you know, probably should be its own kind of news story, but I'm sick of talking about it. I'm just ready for it to be over. Um, what's shit or get off the pot with this thing? Yeah. Tired of it. And you know what? At the end of the day, uh, Jim Ryan, crying Jim Ryan, he's going to get what he wanted. So he doesn't play any games, but he apparently is a decent businessman because he's going to get Phil and Xbox to cave. And instead of that bullshit three-year agreement that they had given him, it's probably going to get like, you know, eight or 10 years. So good for him. <sighs> to your point, it's just like, I hate all this posturing. Just make a decision. Like you already know. Phil, Phil already knew he had a breaking point. He, he has to have people around him that know the type of person Jim Ryan is. Like you don't have successful companies with stupid people. Uh, you ha- I mean, they might be shady and criminals, but they're not stupid. Mm-hmm. Why waste all this time? You're just spending all this money. It's in the courts, basically. Like, what are we doing? Just fucking make a decision. Like, you already know you're going to give in because you're going to pussy out. So just go ahead and do it. I agree. Totally. Next nugget, Ubisoft released the first concept art for its upcoming Splinter Cell remake this week. The publisher mm-hmm. said, quote, we're aiming to create a top-tier remake, end quote. Well, I would certainly hope so. I would, but this is exciting. At least they're, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I want it. It's ridiculous that Ubisoft has just abandoned Splinter Cell for, for this <laughs> right. long. I mean, what are they doing? DICE revealed everything new coming to Battlefield 2042 Season 3 on November the 22nd. It includes a new, a new Swedish map, excuse me, called Spearhead. A new specialist aimed at Rashid Zane, a new railgun, a new shotgun, a new railgun tank, a bullpup pistol. Forgot to include that here. A reworked class system for specialists and more. And I am very excited about this. This all looks very dope. Yes, everything looks fun. Everything looks awesome. I want all of the guns. Mm -hmm. I want to play with the tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, The railgun sounds really cool. I'm sure that one of these will really, really suck (laughs) inevitably. But no, nothing looks terrible. I saw. Did you did you send me the fake map from Battlefield the other Yeah, day? the concept map somebody had made of an exploding volcano changing yeah. the map. That would be sick. Fucking awesome. I mean, it sucks that it's it's not real, but I just I love all that stuff. But no, this looks like a really really this is really really good content. Yeah, absolutely. They they've really hit their stride. And as I have been beating the drum on the show, it is Battlefield 2042 is a good game now. Like a lot of games that come come out nowadays. It started out not very good, but its time has come. So it's 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 definitely worth playing. It's going to be on Game Pass and EA Play and and uh, a free trial on PlayStation from I think it's December 16th through 23rd. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, also, there's some footage on Twitter if you want to see of the railgun tank in action, and it is so fucking cool, man. It is really cool. It's on the new map, and it's like rutting up the grass and everything. But the way it sounds when it shoots and all that, man, it's wild. It's pretty cool. So I'm excited about that. All right, next nugget, scalper bots. Travis are slowly losing interest in the PlayStation 5, according to bot detection specialist Netasia, whatever that is, and what is a sign of much improved supply of the next-gen console, as we alluded to earlier. We don't have to worry about bots and scalpers here before too much longer. Developer Crystal Dynamics has said that they hear fans, quote-unquote, loud and clear. In regard to their recent fan survey about a potential revival of the Legacy of Kane series, which garnered more than 100,000 responses. Wow. Blizzard games are said to be shut down in China after the company was unable to come to an agreement with license holder NetEase over renewing the current deal. The affected games include World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Overwatch, Diablo 3, and more. So they will hmm. no longer be available for sale in, uh, in China. 
that's a, there's a lot going on there. There is. Uh, this was one of the other things that I thought about putting as news, but you know, it's kind of not our purview necessarily. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not our problem. Not our problem. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, certainly not. Soon to not be our problem uh, because uh, once I, Xbox buys them. So, but, uh, yeah, there there's no other. Uh, I guess Avenue that's on the table at this point for Blizzard to keep their games in China. And they said that they had principal differences between the two sides to continue oh, like the agreement. Or- yeah. Like communism for a start. So there, <laughs> that's so always can- a, yeah, that's always a pretty big principal difference. You're right. And then they're going to be bought by an American company. So I don't see this changing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Next nugget, two former Square Enix employees have been arrested on suspicion of insider trading with the pair believed to have traded shares just before a new Dragon Age, or I'm sorry, Dragon Quest game was announced. One such employee is none other than Sonic creator Yuji Naka, Jesus Christ, who learned about the Dragon Quest game and bought 10,000 shares in the game's developer before it was announced by Square Enix. Wow. I thought insider trading was was more than that. Like, there has to be obvious communication of a, of deception. Like, if you just know a game's coming out and you buy the shares, is, is that illegal? Like, that's just, I work for the company. I haven't, I guess, I, I mean, I, I think it's insider information, technically. I think it's different. So in Japan, I think this might be considered insider trading. But in America, this happens all the time with senators and lawmakers. Like, right. Nancy Pelosi and her husband will unload and sell stock. I mean, and I'm just using them as an, ex- as an example. Everybody does it. But they'll, you know, they'll buy and sell stock right before they announce some bill that's going to raise the price of insulin for the 13,000th time, you know, or something like that. So, I mean, it happens all the time in America, but I think they might be a little more strict on it in Japan, perhaps. Also, eFootball 2023's second season has begun, adding 40 national teams and legend Diego Maradona to the free-to-play game. Marvin the Martian and a Game of Thrones level have been confirmed for Multiverses Season 2. It's very cool. Overwatch 2's mid-season balancing patch has been delayed due to a quote-unquote critical issue. And just a PSA that Sony is currently offering PlayStation Plus subscriptions for 25% off until November the 28th as part of a Black Friday sale. Can I stack them now? You can stack. Yes, you can stack. So um, you can get premium for a year premium for $90 instead of $120 if you please. You cannot downgrade, which people are pissed about. So there's that. Doesn't work in reverse. Uh, for the cell. Also, a newly published patent suggests that Sony Interactive Entertainment has been actively exploring the use of NFTs and blockchain technology. Oh no, in games, this is this is a nightmare. It's a big time fart noise. Ugh. So it's coming. Just buckle up. Also, Rockstar Games reportedly once turned down a Grand Theft Auto movie starring Eminem, which would have been directed by Top Gun director Tony Scott. Wow. It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah. Crazy. They, I read the story about it and <clears throat> some guy was on a podcast that gave this away and he, I forget what his role was at the time, but he said that he was basically the middleman and he was like, all right, yeah, uh, they want, they got Eminem, they got to- Tony Scott to direct, they got 5 million on the top um, to make a Grand Theft Auto movie and Sam Hauser, who <laughs> is that right? What used to be, he was the founder, one of the founders of Rockstar. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. So, <laughs> no, didn't want yeah, 5 million, didn't want Eminem, didn't want Tony Scott. God forbid. It's like, yeah, but he was going to play Nico from GTA 4, right? Oh, I hope so. 
or I mean something. <laughs> I mean that would have been epic, honestly. I just because I really want to know which where they were going to be, what character. It was it a new thing? Like I had a lot yeah. of questions about what it would be, but like yeah. I would have loved to have seen him like stop. You know, he he would have to stop, and then like the circle will pop up on the screen. He got a rocket launcher. Like, how do you make this a movie? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Next nugget, God of War Ragnarok leads all nominees at the 2022 Game Awards with 10 total nominations, including for Game of the Year. Horizon Forbidden West was also nominated for Game of the Year and is up for seven total awards. That'd be a big award season for PlayStation. The Witcher 3's PS5 upgrade is finally releasing on December the 14th. It will be free to all current owners of the game on PS4, and the update is also adding new DLC inspired by the Netflix series. Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm uh I'm rock hard. So you you can download the Hemsworth guy. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they've said the only thing they've said feature wise is going that they they're adding ray tracing. They said that there's many other updates as well. They're actually going to I think show gameplay this week. Uh, so get excited for that. I'm excited for it. Are there a lot of characters in that game named Ray so we can trace them for you? <laughs> I hope so. I hope they're all named Ray after this. Also, South Korean developer NCSoft, it's a familiar name now, the same team rumored to be making a Horizon MMO for PlayStation, announced its new open-world MMO third-person shooter called LLL, Triple L. It is an alternate history sci-fi game where different eras of mankind share the same world. It is due out on consoles sometime in 2024, and it actually looks very interesting. Let's say that concept is interesting. Yeah, it's very cool uh, what they showed off of it, and I'm curious if they're making this MMO for 2024, then when, if true, is the PlayStation Horizon MMO That's coming out? I mean, mm. so does, does triple L mean 300? Isn't L 100 in uh, Greek? Uh, yeah, you're right. That could be. Could be 300. Or, I, yeah. I don't know. That, yeah, I just, I think it, it sounds really cool. I just, are we doing like the caveman only have sticks thing? Or like. They've picked specific eras of time, and I can't remember what they were. There's like three or four, and they like mash them together. So that could be awesome. Mm -hmm. Also, Josh Sawyer, the director of Fallout New Vegas, told Kind of Funny Games this week that he would be open to returning to work on the series again. World War II, not three, as I had typed here, (laughs) World War II real-time strategy game Company of Heroes 3 has been rated for PS5 in Taiwan. The game was supposed to release this week, but has been delayed to February 23rd. That is very cool sounding, actually. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound bad. Keep my eye on that. Website gamesindustry.biz reported that IDOS Shanghai has been transferred internally to Gearbox Entertainment, now that Embracer owns uh, IDOS, and it will now be known as Gearbox Studio Shanghai. Website Pushsquare reported that the upcoming survival horror game, The Callisto Protocol, utilized PlayStation's Visual Arts Services Group and their Motion Capture Studio to develop the game. It's interesting. Sony quietly updated the PS5 Explorer page this week on the home screen. You'll now notice new information and tabs like how close you are to the next trophy level and what your friends are up to. I did notice this last night. It looks looks cool. It's different. Ubisoft's open-world racer, The Crew 2, received a new patch this week that boosted its PS5 performance to 1440p at 60 frames per second. Tekken 8 is aiming for a release in the 2023 fiscal year, which would be between March 2023 and April of 2024, according to Bandai Namco. (laughs) 
The Winter Soldier is joining Marvel's Avengers as the next playable character on November the 29th. They just picked the most boring characters mm-hmm. to put in this fucking game. They have like all <laughs> they they have like Daredevil and like I mean all these cool fantastic they have all these cool characters, man. They just put these I guess they're just pulling everybody out of the MCU or TVs and series. I guess it's smart. I don't know. Also, a third-person shooter vampire hunting game, Evil West, will have an underwhelming set of graphical features on PS5, where the performance mode will clock will clock in at a disgusting 1080p at 60 frames per second. How is that even possible? Like, what the fuck are they doing? Ugh. The next game in the Dark Pictures anthology is a sci-fi title called Directive 8020, which was previously rumored but now officially revealed in a trailer at the end of the most recent game in the series, The Devil and Me. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games has recast the role of Harry Osborn in, or as actor Scott Porter has been replaced due to what he says was a move to quote-unquote photorealism, requiring Insomniac to need a younger actor for the part. Also, speaking of Spider-Man, Miles Morales launched this week on PC if you're interested. It's getting pretty good reviews. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion will run at native 4K and 60 frames per second on PS5 but only 30 frames per second on PS4. Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown has now sold 4 million copies. Publisher Bandai Namco announced. Modern Warfare 2 has added gyro or gyro aiming as a control option on PS4 and PS5. I will never play. What'd you say? That sounds hard. Yeah, I'll never fucking do that. I'd I'd do that on Vita with Uncharted Golden Abyss. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's something else. Yeah, it's actually easier on Vita I feel like because it's in your hands and smaller that way like you're looking directly at I don't know it's just it's not it's not great it's okay also FM, FMV Thriller the Isle Tide Hotel it was announced for PS4 and PS5 free to play hero shooter Gundam Evolution releases on PS4 and PS5 on November 30th Sega or Sega or Sega Streets of Rage is getting a film adaptation with John Wick creator Derek Kolstad leading the project. It's interesting. Nomadic roguelike game As Far As The Eye is available now on PS4. God, that's a, it's a preposition or something. What is that? It's an incomplete sentence. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And it's all capitalized. I hate all that. I hate every bit of that. Next nugget. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Saints Row's massive Bright Future update has added support for the DualSense controller's haptics on PS5. That was one of my big complaints about the game when I played it, is that the combat had no weight or like crunch to it. So maybe that's helped out by this. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. The Crew 2, FIFA 23, Resident Evil Reverse, Marvel's Avengers, Fortnite, God of War Ragnarok, Evil Dead The Game, Neverwinter, Overwatch 2, Predator Hunting Grounds, Saints Row, and Call of Duty Warzone. So if you've been waiting for some new content or fixes, check those out. Also, Final Fantasy 16's creative director has said that the game will have more than one playable character. Animal rights organization PETA has requested that Sony Santa Monica add a game mode to God of War Ragnarok to remove any violence towards animals. Can we kindly fuck off with that? Like, right. God, man. Wait till they see Predator Hunting Grounds. It's a it's a game. game. Yeah, exactly. It's a fucking game. You think it's a fucking game? <laughs> also, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game has reached 8 million players in its first year on the market. That's pretty impressive, actually. 
Crystal Dynamics CEO Phil Rogers said the developer will show off its next Tomb Raider game sometime next year. It's being developed on Unreal Engine 5. Does Disney own Tomb Raider? No. No, no. Embracer owns it now. Next nugget. Website Gamatsu reported that sandbox adventure game Micah and the Witch's Mountain. (laughs) Mika? I don't know. Mika or Micah? It's been delayed, anyway, to 2023 on PS4 and PS5. Comedy open world RPG Soccer Story launches November 29th for PS4 and PS5. That game looks actually pretty interesting. It does. I think it sounds terrible. It doesn't even make sense. No, it it it's it looks intriguing. It's better. It looks better than what what it sounds. Virtual reality first person shooter X8 has added a PSVR2 version, but no release date was given. It's a four player co op shooter apparently. Mm-hmm. Along those lines, VR sword fighting game Altair Breaker was also announced for PSVR2, but no release date was given for it either. Sci-fi visual novel Loopers will come to PS4 worldwide on February 16th. Developer Dog Howl Games released a new gameplay trailer for the recently announced Level Zero, an asymmetrical PvP sci-fi horror game where light is your only weapon. Mm. It is due out on PS4 and PS5 in 2023, and I've watched both the trailers now, and this looks very intriguing, uh, actually. That's a pretty cool concept. Yeah, it looks cool. The fact that you're playing with other humans makes it a little less scary for me, which which means that it might be doable for me. I mean, it it won't make it any less scary for me. Okay, I'll send you the trailer. <laughs> I'll send you the trailer. I mean, you'll probably enjoy playing with me, but <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Also, Roguelite Space Colony Simulator Jump Light Odyssey was announced for PS5, and it will release sometime next year. Hand-drawn narrative adventure game. The last time I saw you was announced for PS4 and PS5. It will launch sometime in 2024. Are you never draw me naked anymore? <laughs> Also, we're still getting PS4 games in 2024. God. Risen will finally come to PS4 on January 24th. The RPG was originally released on Xbox 360 and PC back in 2009. Do you do you know what that's about? I, I don't know. Oh, my guess is you're Jesus. Like, it's after that you are reborn. So, so speaking of, have you seen this? That there is a actual, there's an actual The Life of Jesus Christ game coming to PC. There's a prologue out on steam or something like that and you you play as jesus christ and you can you um do the miracles and stuff yeah i mean i guess that's cool i I mean i don't really know i don't know what to think about that i kind of want to see what you can do wrong if you don't think it's cool you're gonna go to hell so i guess i would yeah but i would just spend the whole game trying to kill judas (laughs) you're not gonna get me this time oh that's funny also Open world MMORPG Arc Age 2. Archie Age 2. Archie Age 2. I have no idea. It was announced for consoles, although no specific platforms or dates were given. There is a teaser trailer out, and it does look pretty cool. It's uh, being developed on Unreal Engine 5, so that makes me think it's a PS5 game. Looks cool. Free-to-play third-person online multiplayer warfare game at Warlander will launch on PS5 sometime after its PC release on January 24th. The game also looks kind of neat. Side-scrolling fantasy action RPG Sword of the Vagrant will launch for PS4 on November the 30th, followed by a release on PS5 sometime next year. Strategy RPG The Diofield Chronicle is getting a free update in, Mar- in March that will add a new scenario, new weapon, new skills, new mode, and a new difficulty. 
Publisher Devolver Digital announced Broforce Forever, Travis, a final massive update to the October 2015 side-scrolling shooter. (laughs) It is coming sometime in early 2023 and will feature new bros, new missions, and new freedoms. I fucking love this. I think it sounds like we need to play it. Yeah, we're gonna have to play it again. That's that's one of the most that's some of the most fun I've ever had playing a video game. It's ridiculous. I I wonder who the new bros are gonna be. I guess it'll be a John Wick bro, but I don't know how they'll how they'll do that. Never even thought about uh, that. That'll be sick. Like LeBron, LeBron James. <laughs> God, please don't do they're, that. They're Jesus. all like that. I mean, it's, they it's are. the best game. It is. Uh, but though, seriously, though, I mean, I hope they add in. I hope they go crazy. Because at this point, like, when that mm-hmm. came out, it wasn't a thing. But now they could, like, add in messy, like, like Call of Duty. <laughs> like, you could yeah. make it outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, Rambro. Mm-hmm. It's great. And finally, Travis Gamatsu reported that former Amazon Studios and Fox Network Group senior executive Sharon Tao Yaguato, sounds like a Batman villain, has formed a new development studio called Astrid Entertainment. Still, Chinese, still sounds like Batman. <laughs> Chinese company NetEase is one of the studio's initial investors, and that's where the wheels fall off. Yeah, well, I mean, they lost Blizzard, so. There you go. There you go. So that's all for the news this week, and I'll turn it over to Travis now for this week's new games. November 15th, we have Do Not Open, which is a story about not sleeping with strippers. <laughs> uh, we have Inertial Drift, Rocket, Rocketio, Rocketio, Siberia, The World Before, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. I thought that was out. Uh, YS, Lacrimosa of Di- Dana. Di- uh-huh. Donna. Donna? Dana. Dana. 16th, we have Warzone 2.0 on COD. Finding the Soul Orb, Super Chicken Jumper, <laughs> <That sounds awesome. laughs> uh, Goat Simulator 3, which obviously has a big fan following, uh, mm-hmm. My Fantastic Ranch, which is a, you're a ranch bottle, um, Star Sand, <laughs> Norco, on the 18th we have Adventure Academia, The Fractured Continent, Battle Axe, Crazy Chicken Remake, Heidelberg 1693, Slime's Jersey, Stormfront, The Mutant War, Succubus mm. with Guns. Wow. And the aforementioned Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me. Yeah. So uh, a decent week. Obviously, Warzone 2.0 is the biggest thing there. Uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, that's a big one as well. Uh, don't make the mistake of buying that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge PS5 version because it's the exact same as the PS4 game. So don't do that. Don't do that. A lot of people are excited about Goat Simulator 3. It's got like a cult following. Uh, Star's End is an, it's like Dune. It's like a Dune. Imagine Dune and a survival game, basically, is what that is, is my understanding. It looks kind of neat. And uh, Battle Axe is an indie game that looks pretty cool on PS5. It's a cooperative, like top down, kind of like um, a pixel, uh, like kind of looks like the older like Gauntlet games. Um, it's pretty neat. This Heidelberg game is like a side-scrolling, like you're like a side-scrolling crusader. It's like oh. 2D. Does it look cool or no? Oh. Yeah, kind of. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I was curious terrible. about that because that's an interesting name. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be an indie game, like you got to name your shit something weird, like you know, kind of intriguing like that, like Heidelberg 1693. That's intriguing. Okay, so that's all for the new games this week, and I'll. We'll now start to uh, wrap the show up here like we always do by discussing what we've been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. Travis, what do you got? Um, I played COD. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I still, I really enjoy Hardpoint. Really enjoy the Hardpoint. Um, I've been playing, playing around my weapons. Um, I can't remember if I talked about this, but I unlocked the Icarus. It's still a lot of fun. I picked up a shotgun the other night. I can't remember which one it was, but I had a lot of fun with that. And then I started using the, uh, from the, the beta, the lever action, like the MK2. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I still prefer the the SPR, but the MK2 is not bad at all. It it feels a little more nerfed than the SPR, but if you can shoot him in the head, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I enjoyed that one a lot. Been using the P90. I finally maxed out my M4 to level 20, and I started. Nice. I went in and tuned everything to the way I liked it. And the first game I played, I fucking massacred people. So I think that <laughs> if you're patient enough to get your guns leveled up to where you can tune them how you want. If you're patient enough, I think you'll see sort of some improvement at that point. And that's, I think that's a really cool touch because it's kind of annoying how, you know, for years you, you're always, you know, what, what's more important, right? And basically what I did was I, I tuned mine out to where it, it has basically the most bullet damage and I can mm. aim the fastest. Makes like, sense. I didn't care about movement speed. It's fine. I'll, I'll get used to that. You're still faster than you are with an LMG. So that's nice. I got to pick a new gun to work on. I've been using what I would call the AK 47. I forget what they call Mm -hmm. it, but, um, that was, that's a good one. I like that gun a lot. So that's probably the next one I'll get, um, all the way to 20 and, uh, go from there. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we destroyed, I'm excited to play the new maps though. Um, yeah. See what we got tonight. What is it? I forgot which one it was tonight. Shoot house. house, And then, uh, I'd like to try the DMZ as well. uh, Yeah. We can try to get that green gun or whatever it was. Yellow gun. Yeah. Gotta yeah. go kill Curious George's dad and then take it out. <laughs> so that sounds exciting. Yeah. But anyway, no, the DMZ, from what you described, it actually sounds pretty interesting, a lot better than I imagined. So mm-hmm. I think it's worth giving it a shot and seeing what we can what we what we can get out of there. I agree. It's like the dark zone in, mm-hmm. in the daytime. Is is <laughs> basically what it does. Yeah, it's the day it's the day zone uh from the division is what it is basically. It's cool. I enjoyed it so far. Uh, yeah, I, I played Modern Warfare 2 also uh, with you, obviously. I have a bunch of new guns uh, because the Battle Pass dropped, and I got the Vault Edition, so I got like 50 tier skips. I think I got five extra because it's, it's a PlayStation perk. You get like five scare, t- scare tips, tier skips. Um, so I have like 60% of the Battle Pass already unlocked. <laughs> but it is, it's yeah. But it's cool how you can do it now. Uh, like we were talking about last week with the sectors or whatever, you can click on a sector, see the four rewards in there, and then you can see what the ultimate, what they call it, a high value target. If you unlock all four, you get the fifth thing. Um, so you can kind of pick and choose where you want to spend your points. I did mess up. I cost myself four battle pass tier skips uh, by not uh, by confusing myself basically. So uh, that's okay. Uh, it's better than 50, you know, 55. Uh, so it only cost me four, but I had I unlocked a ton of blueprints, which is the main thing I was working for. Like I wanted all the weapon blueprints pretty much. So I was kind of strategically working my way and unlocking shit uh, through there. So I got a lot of cool stuff I want to try out uh, when we play tonight and hopefully tomorrow as well. But uh, the other stuff I played, I also played a police simulator patrol officers. I finished up my review for it for gamingnexus.com. Um, you can read my full review there, but I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, it is a buggy mess at this point right now, and a lot of graphical glitches, a lot of weird stuff going on. But I still really adored the game. I really enjoyed my time with it. I, I it's a lot of fun. 
it, it checks a lot of boxes for me. And even with the random, like, you know, person like standing on top of their car or like flicker in the <laughs> distance or stuff popping in or whatever, like that doesn't necessarily bother me as much as it would someone else. And that's all stuff that's fixable. Like I've never ran into anything game breaking. Um, the game has crashed on me a few times on PS5, but I think they've already patched that this week. At least they said they did. I haven't played it since the patch. But I'm going to go for the Platinum Trophy because you just have to play the game to get the Platinum. Um, there's no like, there's no, there's no bullshit on the Platinum list. So it's a, it's a, it's a Platinum that's attainable. So for my review, I was testing out the multiplayer functionality. And the only knock on that is that it's peer-to-peer. So it's not like any dedicated servers. So um, I was playing with someone from Australia and the connection was not good at all, and he was the host. So, like, on my end, I was getting in the car, and I was lagging, like, all over the place. But only when I was in the car. Everything else was fine, for whatever reason. That was odd. Anyway, he and I played a 60... He chose a 60-minute shift, which was a long time. (laughs) So I played with uh, with an Australian bloke for an hour one night, and it was hilarious. First of all, I could not understand half of the shit he was saying. At one point I couldn't tell if he was British or Australian. And I said, buddy, are you from the UK or, or the, or Australia or the Australia? He said, Australia, mate. I said, perfect. And so then also compound that with the fact that he was on speakerphone with his fiance, literally the entire 60 minutes. And yeah, so we were, we were, he was talking and he was like, babe, babe, and I heard at one point they were talking about, going to her mom's for Thanksgiving or something like that, or his mom's. And he said something that his mom said, and she didn't like it. And she goes, Oh, for fuck's sake. And <laughs> <laughs> it was killing me. So then at one point they were saying, I love you like repeatedly to each other. And I said, Oh, I love you too. And he was like, what'd you say, mate? You talking to my lady, mate? And I'm like, I said, maybe I'm talking to you, bud. And he was like, Oh, Oh mate, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged to me partner. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, you don't have to be. You know, like I was messing with him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, babe, he's he's gay. He's gay. I, I think he's gay. You know? <laughs> so anyway, long story short, we played. You'll love this. This is the best part. We've been playing for 10 minutes. We're on shift. Obviously, we're patrolling. We stop at a, at a thing. I don't remember what it was. I think somebody had had robbed somebody or something like that. And... One of us goes up to like check for her ID and she takes off running. So he pulls out a weapon. Uh-huh. <laughs> he pulls out a weapon. Uh-huh. And your your guy shouts, you know, please stop, whatever. Put your hands in the air. And they don't. So he fires the weapon. <laughs> Only problem is it was the pistol and not the stun gun. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended the shift immediately. He's like, pulls it out, aims at her, stop, doesn't stop, pow, dead. I lost it. I lost it. Said, you got the wrong gun there, huh? He said, yeah. <laughs> so we had to start over. Anyway, we're just driving around, man. And it was, it was fun. It was fun. He was taking it like semi-seriously. Uh, he got annoyed that I was stopping at red lights. So there's that. <laughs> I was like, dude, we're, I said, I'm sorry, man. I was playing in realist, realistic mode before this. So I, you know, you get docked for all that shit in realistic mode. He's like, nah, man, just turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real so cop. we're just rolling around everywhere with the lights on. Anyway, it's pretty fun, man. It's a good time. So yeah, played that, finished that, reviewed that. 
Then I moved on to finally God of War Ragnarok a week later. Played it for the first time on Wednesday. Uh, I've played for about four or five hours. I'm still in the first realm, um, but it is of very high quality. Very high quality. It's 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 very good. It feels like right now more 2018 God of War to me. So hopefully that wears off a little bit and it, it kind of differentiates itself from that, but it's, it feels very similar to me, which isn't a bad thing. It's a great game, but I guess if it's more God of War, then I can't complain too much. But um, right now I think it's great, not like excellent or not like a masterpiece or anything like that. For whatever reason, it's it takes, in my opinion, too long to kill the basic enemies. And maybe that's a me problem. I don't know. I've got to, I'm, tr- I'm going to try to make a point to use more like combos and abilities. I forget about having all that stuff, honestly. So that might be part mm-hmm. of the problem as well. But the story casual. so far is, huh? Casual. Yeah, casual. But the story so far is very good. Um, that That's one of the, the, the big highlights for sure is the story is very interesting. And of course, there's been, I've already been in like one major boss fight for sure and like several mini boss fights so there's that which is pretty cool actually it's pretty cool to have have all these kind of like mini boss fights along the way yeah we'll see it's i'm i'm in for a haul my uh my goal is to be done with ragnarok by the time that the witcher uh comes out on december the 14th uh surely i can do that i hope i you know other people like john our friend john is already he's already done with it in platinum platinum did so (laughs) i just don't have that kind of time on my hands to to do that i wish i did i'm jealous for sure yeah i'm gonna try to get that done by the witcher is my goal so i can uh, spend some time with it anyway that's it for travis that's it for me that's it for the show you guys enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe on your podcast service or youtube to get a new show delivered every monday on your feed also we would very much appreciate if you can leave us a like or thumbs up heart stars rating that's all very helpful as is a comment or a written review on your podcast service. We would very much appreciate that. And of course, if you could share us with a friend or a loved one who you think might enjoy the show, that would also be extremely helpful sharing us around the world. And uh, don't forget to find us on social media, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, at the DualSense Podcast. We also have a blog, which is the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com. But uh, please look us up. We would love to hear from you. Hopefully Twitter hangs around for a little while longer because that's my favorite platform. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what Elon's up to here in the next week or so. We'll get out of here, you guys. Have a great week. Take care. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.